Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. As we open the Word today, back into James chapter number one, we're going to look at James chapter one, verses five through eight. But we want to do this in two parts. So part one is going to deal with some ideas about actually getting wisdom. And then part two will deal with James chapter one, verses five through eight. In other words, I want to set us up to, to, um, to fully appreciate James chapter one, um, verses five through eight by looking at some other places in scripture. Pointedly, I want to, I want to turn first to Proverbs four. Proverbs 4, and I want to look at several verses in Proverbs 4, but to set us up to fully appreciate uh, that, I want to, I want to, you know, just mention, uh, you may want to make a note of it, uh, turn to them and, and look at them later when you can look at them more fully, but these, these several scriptures I'm going to mention are going to be in machine gun speed here, so I just jot a note down and test the spirits later on. Let's look at the beginning of, uh, of our time together in, in this part one of this session. Uh, let's look at Proverbs chapter number four, uh, verses seven um, and eight. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. <laughs> and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. I like this, the plain spoken way Proverbs 4, 7 tells us the pursuit of wisdom begins with this. Get it. And um, if you're anything like me, you're like, uh, exactly what is it and how do I get it? Well, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so we might say that that the wisdom that leads to um, that leads to living wisely begins with fear in the Lord. In other words, the first and most crucial act of wisdom is to fear the Lord. Um, I also know that in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number two, um, it says that when pride comes, there is shame or there's disgrace. But wherever there's uh, humility, there's wisdom. Okay, so fearing God and walking humbly just seem to be these core needed elements for the pursuit of wisdom. Um, or, or not even just the pursuit, to open ourselves up to get wisdom from God. Uh, we have to first fear God, have divine, holy, uh, excuse me, holy reverence for his divinity. Um, fear God, believe he exists, believe he's real, believe he's powerful, fear God and, and to be humble. Um, and, and, you know, there, there's a, there is a ton of scriptures that tell us what the problems of pride are. And there's a ton of scriptures that tell us what the benefits of humility are. And perhaps we should spend some time looking at those, right? But these two elements are really critical. Fear God and be humble. And then we're just, we're put in a position then that we're ready to receive wisdom. 
Um, what is difficult in the days that we, we live in is um, <clears throat> many times we don't open ourselves up to receive wisdom because we're so full of pride and we think we know everything. Um, uh, we don't, we don't fear anything. We're just angry about everything, but we don't actually fear anything. And so I think the the enemy has a field day in blocking the pathway to wisdom for people. Um, doesn't care what we do long as we don't love and fear the Lord. And it does, you know, the enemy doesn't care what we do as long as pride is blocking us from walking with the Lord. Um, we know too, we know too that the, the very nature of wisdom, uh, true wisdom is that it's something we don't naturally possess. We know that it's something that sin, um, uh, confounds wisdoms. You know, I have this preacher friend, uh, Pastor Gerald, uh, that says, uh, sin makes you stupid. And that's kind of just like blunt in your face, but he's right. Sin makes you stupid. And that's a harsh word, but it's true. And so it's no wonder if you go back into, uh, you know, the law, um, particularly Leviticus and, uh, you know, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. If you particularly go back into law, it's no wonder that God, God is always given instructions because sin had so corrupted and warped man's mind that man had no idea what the pathway was of, of walking in, in fellowship with God. Um, a lot of people want to walk in the favor of God. Um, I'm going to tell you what. If you're walking in fellowship with God, you have the best part of his favor, and that's himself. Um, but, uh, you know, all that Old Testament law is really saying, man, we're so disconnected that we don't even have a clue of what it's like to deal with any of the arenas of life. And so God's got to drop all these parameters on us. And if we can just get inside those parameters, we begin to be positioned to, to receive wisdom from God because we're walking in the fear of the Lord and we're humble. We're, we're saying, I, you know, I don't know the way I need someone to give me the way. Um, but I would say too, I would say too, that there's a little bit more to wisdom than um, fearing the Lord and walking in humility. I believe these two things open us up to receive the depths of wisdom. Um, I, I always go to this uh, story in the scriptures from First uh, Kings three, um, if you don't know the reference, you'll immediately remember the story over in First Kings three. Um, you know this problem is brought to King Solomon. There's two women claiming one baby, um, and so King Solomon says, uh, you know, and they they basically have this argument in front of the king. They bring this issue to him, and they basically have an argument in front of him, and. Uh, and so, you know, Solomon's like, ah, okay, I, I know how to solve this. Um, we'll just cut the baby in half. Um, and one woman goes, um, okay, let's do it. And the other woman goes, no, just let her have it. And Solomon, Solomon, uh, you know, Solomon knew then who the real mother was. The mother was the one that was most concerned with the baby. And I always thought it was so wise. He never reveals that she was the biological mother or not. Just a real mother is the one who wanted to care for the baby. Hmm, that's interesting. You ever thought about that? But there's nowhere in the scriptures, um, 
in the time of Solomon, before the time of Solomon, and since the time of the Solomon that says there's no there's no Bible passage or Bible verse that says, you know, when thou dealest with women who haveth one baby, cutteth thy baby in half to decide who's, you know, there's no clear command, right? But what we know is in that moment, Solomon, Solomon is, is uh, walking with the Lord. He is, he is reverencing God. And we know Solomon didn't always do that so well, but he's, he's reverencing God and, and, uh, and God gives him situational wisdom where there isn't a chapter and verse. God gives him situational wisdom. And so as I think about how do we even open the subject of, of getting wisdom, you know, you read this, this proverb here, it's just get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Okay. Well, how do we do that? I want to say first, first, um, we have to reverence the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And secondly, wisdom is with the humble. So fear the Lord and be humble. And third, look into God's word. Constantly look into God's word. I'll give you an example. It is my habit to read the chapter of Proverbs that coincides with the date. And so, you know, if it's, Sunday the 21st, I, I read Proverbs 21. If it's Monday the 22nd, I read Proverbs 22. If it's Tuesday the 23rd, I read Proverbs 20, um, 23. If it's Thursday the 24th, I read uh, Wednesday the 24th, I read Proverbs 24, so forth and so on. Um, you know, reverence God, fear God, amen, fear God, be humble, be in the word, and then that positions us, that positions us for situational wisdom. So, you know, uh, there's just three elements that are hypercritical. Fear God, okay? Be humble and be in the word. And even after somebody's done that and they've developed a, a lifestyle of that, many times we still don't know answers. And so we we have to go farther. Okay. We have to go farther. And that's what James chapter one, verses five through eight, that's where it's going to take us. That's where it's going to take us in the second part of this. It's going to take us to that place where, you know, uh, I am, we can say to the Lord, okay, I, 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 I fear the Lord. I am fearing. I am reverencing God. I am presently, uh, uh, seeking to walk in humility. I am constantly gaining, gaining a deepening understanding of the word. I'm, you know, I'm putting the work in with the word. Um, and I, and I still see that, that I don't, I don't have the wisdom I need. I still run into situations where I don't have the wisdom I need. And so, you know, what, what James then tells us is, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, Get it from God. Getting a little ahead of myself. So, uh, excuse me, Proverbs chapter four, verse eight tells you to prize it. Okay. So first things first, you got to want wisdom. Go get it. You got to want it to go get it. Um, The other night I was really laid back in my recliner and I kept thinking about how I wanted some ice cream, but I also didn't want to get up. And so I tried my, you know, my telepathic powers, you know, uh, ice cream come into my hand and, you know, it just didn't work. Um, I, I didn't want it bad enough 
to, to, to move. I didn't want it bad enough to, to actually seek it. And so when Proverbs chapter four, verse eight tells me to prize it, that means I've actually got to put, to put enough value on wisdom that it causes me to pursue it, that I see it as something valuable that is worth the, worth pursuing. Um, and then, and then, um, to always, and this, this sort of seems like I'm going in a circle. I am on purpose. Always be in the word. So prize wisdom. Where is it? It's in God's word. You know, so reverence God, be humble, be in his word, really see the value of wisdom and go to the word for wisdom. Constantly go to the word for wisdom. Constantly, constantly, constantly be a student of the Lord Jesus. Be a student of the word. Always, always, always. Also, if we're going to be open to receive wisdom, we have to learn to abide with God. Now, I'd like to say it's as simple as pray a lot. And it kind of is, but it also isn't. Part of abiding is having a deep and impactful prayer life. Part of abiding. Um, and we need that time of, of, of alone prayer where we're just alone with God and we're receiving from him. But we also need to develop the habits of what I call running prayer. You know, in other words, where there's this conversation that we keep going with God all day long, where we, we talk to God and we listen for God to speak to us. So there's that come aside prayer. There's that fasting and prayer. There's that praying over situations. There's that corporate prayer. There's that set aside, you know, time where you, you pray every day. There's this situational prayers where you pray every time, you know, low key example. There is every meal, every meal. We should, we should just return. Thanks. We need food and water to live. If you, if you, if you pick up a, a glass or a bottle of water, thank God for it. It is, it is literally the key to physical survival. So there's that kind of prayer, but there's also just this lifestyle of abiding where prayer, where conversation with God, speaking to and listening to, speaking to God and listening uh, to God is a constant. And that sort of thing really opens us to God's wisdom. Um, um, also, this, this sounds, this sounds kind of crazy. All right. But one of the ways we really get open to wisdom is to think about our death a lot. And I know that sounds crazy, except, you know, if you, if you look, if you look in your Bible, if you look at Psalm chapter number 90, um, Psalm 90, pretty sure it's verse 12. It just jumped out of my head. Uh, yes. Verse 12, Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Wow. A critical element to gaining wisdom is to think about, um, how, how, um, misty, how vaporous, our life is um, to 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 look to look at how short our life is and how long eternity is, and um, somehow in this pondering, I, maybe I should have a session on this. But somehow in this pondering, we gain a heart of wisdom. Um, uh, man, I want to say so much about that, and I'm caught wanting to say it. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, let me just leave it alone. I, I, I know though, you know, just like I quoted, I quoted it a few weeks ago. I quoted it quite a bit. 
uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter number seven, it said, it's better to go down to a house of mourning than it is to a house of feasting, because this is the end of all man. Um, there is a tremendous amount of profit in looking at the limited nature of life, the frailty of life, the certainty of death. And uh, the psalmist says in Psalm 90 verse 12 that, uh, uh, that that we should you know ask God to teach us the number of our days so that we can get a heart of wisdom. It's something, it's very humbling. Again, if it sounds like I keep saying be humble and be in the word, <laughs> it's because I keep saying be humble and be in the word. And all I'm saying is that opens us up to wisdom. Um, and finally, before we go to this other section, um, no one was as wise as Jesus. Uh, you, you know, if you want to see that sort of quickly, just go study the situations where people were trying to hem Jesus up. And Jesus gives wise answers over and over and over again and again and again. So, so just, just to get us ready to actually receive James chapter one, verses five through eight in the, in the next part of this session, part two of this session, um, we see that the scripture tells us to get wisdom and to prize it, to greatly value it and to get it. And we say to ourselves, well, how do I get it? Okay. Fear the Lord, uh, be humble, be in the word, uh, be, be serious in all of the offices of prayer, really walk with Jesus and ponder the frailty of life and the temporary nature of your life. And all these things begin to create a framework where we really get open to receive the wisdom of God so that if we're in those situations, like, you know, telling the story of Solomon, that when we don't have chapter and verse, this relationship with God, this foundation of the scripture, this position of humility, this constant conversation opens us up to turn to God and go, well, what do I do right here? And be able and willing and ready to receive it. Now, all of that is just to position us to go into James chapter one, verses five through eight. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Thank you.